This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. I'm sick with this, I'm sick with this. Since you went to the bottom, I just missed. My own sweet time, did it teach what I found? I didn't recognize you for this anymore. I don't want to be defeated, I don't want to be defeated, I don't want to be defeated, I don't want to be defeated. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to my podcast. It's called Lead Singer Syndrome. I'm your host, Shane Told, like every week. This is installment number 148 of the show. If my math is correct, we are approaching the three-year mark, and we are doing great. We're doing great. So many great episodes. I mean, we're talking, what kind of genre of music do you want? We got it all. We got everything on this show. It's been very exciting three years for me, for the show, for everybody involved, and I love it. And... What I love most about this show, well, there's a, there, oh God, there's so many things I love about the show, but what I love the most, the very, very, very most, is when I get to have an open, candid, just natural conversation with a good friend of mine. With what I do, being a lead singer in a band, you know, and this show is all about me talking to other lead singers about what we do, and there's so many people I've met over the years that have really stuck to me in a way, whether it's, you know, an influence of a actual vocal style or just a certain personality, whatever it is, I've met so many friends and a lot of times, you know, I talk to them here and there, see them around, but other times, you know, you don't talk to somebody for a while. Vinny Caruana, this week's guest. I mean, he, is, he has done so much in his career, going way back to when he was a teenager, starting The Movie Life in New York City, then starting I Am The Avalanche, another great band, all these other projects he's done. But he's a guy that has been a good friend, but not a friend, not, not a guy I talk to, you know, every week, every month. I ran into him in Toronto. They were opening for Newfound Glory in Bayside. And again, we just, we reconnected and I was like, dude, you got to do my show. And he's like, I've been waiting for the invite, dude. Like I figured you were going to let me know. I'm like, oh my God, dude. Yes, we have to do it. So here he is. And we just talked. We just talked for an hour about his life, my life, things we do, all of his projects, all of these amazing things. And honestly, this is what I live for. This is why I love doing this show. And the next guests I have over the next coming weeks, a couple of them are, you know, newer upcoming bands, you know, like those kinds of artists, which are so important for this show too, because I need to spread the word about new music. I need you, the listener, to know about what's going on in the music scene. And those are absolutely great conversations. But for me, on a selfish level, these are my favorite kinds of episodes. So, Get ready for a great talk, a great conversation with me and my buddy, Vinny Caruana, of The Movie Life, I'm The Avalanche, and so much more. Before we get into that, hey, thanks for being here. If you like the show, go on iTunes, write a review, preferably five stars. That would be awesome. If you want to get in touch with me, if you want to give me suggestions for upcoming guests of the show, uh, whatever, really, just hit me up. Say you like Long Live the Queen by Frank Turner, because today I've had like 
six emails about that song. That was like a month ago, that episode that aired. I think it was episode 144 with my buddy Frank Turner. That song, it's like lighting up. I know because when I heard that song back in, what was it, 2008, 2009? I don't know when that record came out. But when I heard that song, it blew my mind too. So I love this. I love being able to spread this shit to you. Hey, but hey, get in touch with me. My email address, leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. I read all my email. I try to get back to as many as I possibly can. Feel free to add me on social media at Shane Told. And the show is at leadsingersyn, S-Y-N, on Twitter and at leadsingersyndrome on Instagram. And don't sleep on Facebook. It is still a thing. Feel free to like us on there. I know they have all these breaches. I know they're giving away your personal information. I don't even know what's happening, to be honest. But hey, Facebook, you got an account. Just go find us, like us. It ain't no thing. Just do it, please, for the love of God. Thank you. Uh, What else? Uh, I'm going on tour real soon, very soon, like a week with my band Silverstein. We're going over to Europe with Anti-Flag. Very excited about that because not only are Anti-Flag one of my favorite bands just period but they are absolutely my favorite live band so I get to go over to do my work I get to go to work and watch my favorite live band anti-flag play every night over in Europe so if you're in Europe if you're listening to this from Germany or Netherlands or Belgium or wherever else we're going please go get tickets it's going to be an awesome time and if you're stateside or Canada Silverstein's coming as well. Right to you. We're doing a 15-year anniversary tour of our first album, Special Guests Hawthorne Heights and As Cities Burn. It's going to be it's going to be an event, not just a show, not just a tour, an event each and every night. We're doing two sets, the whole record, and then we're going into greatest hits mode. We're bringing in a sixth member. He's going to play some violin, some cello, some keyboards. Definitely just It's just going to be a good vibe. So check it out. I'm very, very excited for that as well. Also, rockabilia.com, the best place on the internet to get merchandise. And it's getting to be that spooky time of year. You know, Halloween is coming up. They have a bunch of costumes and masks from your favorite bands. We're talking Five Finger Death Punch, Ghost, Iron Maiden, Misfits, Queen, Rob Zombie, Slipknot, and honestly, King Diamond merch, Motionless and White, you want something spooky, the only place to get it is over at rockabilia.com. And of course, we have a great promo code as always. It is PC Jabberjaw. That'll save you 15% off your entire order. And yeah, just go over there. Just check it out. They got a great website with all kinds of things. Whether you're into the Halloween thing or not, it doesn't matter because that's the best place to get all your band merch. Again, it's rockabilia.com and use promo code PCJabberJaw to save 15% right now. Go pause this. Go over there. Buy something cool. Buy something spooky. Trust me, it will be awesome. And officially licensed from the band. They get paid. No BS over there at all. Anyway, let's jump in to this week's episode and a great conversation with a good friend and an amazing singer, Mr. Vinny Caruana of The Movie Life. I took a beating in 2003 
Hey Shane, what's up, man? Hey Vinny, how are you, man? Doing good. How's uh, how's age thirty nine? I have to say, it's it feels good. <laughs> good, that's feels, a great uh, answer. Yeah, I, I, it's funny. I texted you yesterday, and I didn't even realize it was your birthday. I didn't say happy birthday, so I apologize for that. But oh happy, happy well, belated. I wouldn't expect you to know my birthday. I don't. I only know my immediate family and my wife's birthday. I don't know any, even my best friends. I've been like buds with for since I was like eleven years old. I don't know their birthdays. I just I know. I don't know. I'm the same way. Exactly the same way. I don't know. It's it's. I guess now. And in the amount of times that I've been like, shit, like my best friend, Chris, he, and he's like big on birthdays too. And I can never remember. It's like, is it the August 10th or August 11th? And the amount of times I've went on Facebook and checked, it's embarrassing. Like every year I check. <laughs> I still can, yeah. can never remember. And that helps. I mean, I, you know, people right. will text me and I'll be like, how the fuck does that person know my birthday? And I, and I guess I don't. See, my Facebook page is just kind of like this artist page or something that yeah. I haven't even really operated for years. And I'm just kind of like that. I feel like that's in, back in the day, at least people would like, you'd know when people's birthdays were, you know? Oh, yeah. I think Mine's you on, probably on get... Tuesday, actually, by the way. It, it wasn't. Um, oh, I thought it was I yesterday. I just kind of took some time off of the, I just didn't <laughs> look at Instagram for a while. So when I got back up, uh, I looked at Instagram and I was like, oh shit, all these people like said happy birthday to right. me and shit. Uh, so yeah, I made a little post. But yeah, no, my best bud that I grew up with, like one of the guys from my town, like texted me on September 1st and was like, hey, happy birthday. I was like, <laughs> it's not my birthday for like another three and a half weeks. He's like, yeah, I just remembered it was September. So like, happy, happy September. Happy like, birthday right. month. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. No, that's like, you know, I was, when I was going through some hard times and, and I needed any, you know, reason to be, to celebrate, it was like, all right, my birthday is on a Wednesday. Well, I got two weekends at least. So that's, you know, at least a 10 day bender I can go on as an excuse, you know? Uh, so yeah, let's just extend it all the way to birthday month. Right. I'm with it, man. Like I've, I've, uh, we're, we're sending off summer, you know, it's still (laughs) been kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, in New York. So it's been, um, everyone in New York still kind of soaking up what we, what we have left. But, um, for the next week, it looks like it's in the seventies. So right. we're, we're good. September is that weird time where you you never really know. You, it can be cold as fuck or it can be like extended summer. And it's pretty nice in Toronto right now. Actually today, today's a pretty nice day. It's a fantastic city. Oh, I'm glad you, I'm glad you enjoy it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, so, talking about milestones, and I don't know if you're aware of this. So today is today is September 28th when we're talking. On September 29th, 2003, exactly 15 years ago tomorrow, the movie Life announced their breakup. Wow! 15 years ago tomorrow. Wow! And you played, and if my research is correct, you played your last show in Massachusetts uh, yesterday, 15 years ago yesterday. Yeah, the uh, something, some sort of festival at the Palladium. That's Skate right. and surf, Skate, or surf. Yeah, Skate Fest is is what I is what I saw. It's one of those one of those many fests that with skate oriented in the name <laughs> that have no skating whatsoever. There's and no nothing. skating. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah, Warped Tour like doesn't have skating anymore. Skate Fest. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> where's the skating? Where's the skating? Um, 
I don't know. It just kind of rolls off the tongue. Gets sells, <laughs> gets meat in the seats. There you go, uh, dude. But 15 years since that, and obviously you've come a long way. Like it was like that was the end of your career, but kind of the beginning of your career in a way too. What does that feel like reflecting back? Just when I tell you that. Um, you know, movie life is a strange kind of. Uh, strange kind of existence always i don't know what it was what it is what it was but you know we worked our butts off um and most people didn't know who we were until the last few years of our existence maybe three years of our existence um and we packed a lot into those years um and you know these songs have lived on um yeah. to the point where you know we we've reformed and and lost members and all that fun stuff um but still we we kind of uh when we can we go out and we play shows and people sing these songs and people have tattoos of the lyrics and yeah. and um it's 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 really special still it's really special to me um you know i i remember almost every song i've written the lyrics to which is everything i sing on um every song virtually i could remember where i was when i was writing it like where physically i was so like to have somebody show me a tattoo or explain to me how, you know, you, I mean, I'm sure you've gone through this where you've spoken to people and you get anything from, you know, this is what I did my first dance to, or this song saved my life, or I hate this song. (laughs) But (laughs) like that one a little less often, but yes. Yeah. Then maybe they just say that on the internet. They don't, (laughs) they don't say that to your face, but, um, you know, like that kind of stuff is really special. So, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, still in the game, still doing it and still enjoying it, but, um, still really just appreciating kind of, kind of how, how far these songs have gone. Totally. But it's weird because when you, you know, 15 years ago, it's the end, right? Like you're breaking yeah. up, you're 24 years old or whatever it is. And, and you think it's weird when you're 24, 25, you're like, oh, I'm too old for this, this shit. You know, I need to go like I, I missed, missed out on college. I need to go get a real job. And I think that that's what you start seeing your friends and stuff doing. And right. maybe you don't realize that this is a viable career, especially in 2003, because like there weren't career hardcore bands really like there was like sick of it all maybe it was like as close as it got or or something like that so it was weird too a weird time but you must have felt like that was the end and you and you didn't realize you know cuz a 40 hour train back to pen which is a classic classic album now that record had only been out for like 6 months when that happened yeah i mean we kind of broke up at our peak i remember yeah. I remember definitely feeling like we would never play again. Um, we were sick to death of each other. And um, I remember getting home from the tour. It was like the last show of a tour. And we decided like a few days before that that we were going to break up. And I remember getting home and 
And uh, telling my dad, I was like, yeah, yeah, we broke up. He's like, what are you, fucking stupid? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you've been riding around in a van, sleeping on people's floors, working your asses off. And then you, against all odds, you you started doing stuff. And, and we had done our biggest headlining show. Yeah. You know, that they came out to. And they were like, holy shit, they're doing it. And, um... I remember him telling me I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> and yeah, and I started a job. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was like on a Saturday or something. And yeah. I started a job on a Monday. One of the guys, remember the band Vision of Disorder? Of course. Um, I saw them play so, relatively recently. Actually, they played in Toronto. I oh, love, cool. I love me some VOD. Damn. Yeah, me too. And I mean, they're the reason, they're one of the reasons that like I'm even... I got involved in any of this because they were from my town and they were all my older brothers, um, yeah. good buddies. We're all still like good friends awesome. and shit. Anyway, Tim had a, Tim had a construction company at the time with another buddy of his. And I like called him from tour as soon as we heard we were breaking up. I'm like, could you give me a job? And he's like, yeah, come on. I'll teach you some shit. And <laughs> so, yeah, I started, I was at a construction site. Um, down the street from where Biggie Smalls grew up, like I remember <laughs> him being like, "You see that?" He's like, "That's like the spot, and, like the famous picture of him." Like, and I'm just like, "Whoa!" Like, so yeah. On that Monday, I was on a construction site, and he's like, "Cool, load this dumpster." <laughs> that was it. Damn, dude, that's crazy. But it, I mean, it didn't take you long to get to obviously feel the passion again and I, I like had I'm the Avalanche uh, you know the band you started after that had had that there been talks of starting another band or did you start from scratch at that point once you realized maybe you didn't want to load dumpsters you'd rather load gear yeah I didn't want to I'm not cut out for that I mean I can work and I don't mind working but um, he's like cool so now now you gotta buy tools I'm gonna teach you this and you can start learning how to frame out these walls make all the measurements and blah blah and I'm just sitting there looking at him like I don't are you serious like uh, like right. it was just a reality check I was like this, that's not what I wanted to do man um a lot of people have fun doing that you know a lot of guys I grew up with love it like they're, they're good at it they they enjoy it and it's awesome but not for me so um yeah i will at the time i remember calling daryl from glass being like we're breaking up and he's like and i you know he he had already recorded the head automatic his first record and he yeah. was like well, why don't you why don't you come? he didn't really have a band yet he he just kind of had him and larry the drummer and yeah. um he's like well, why don't you play guitar and and come i'll teach you all these songs and then um just being head automatica and i'm like word so yeah. then um i you know learned all that shit um moved out to san francisco for a bit with him and kind of went back and forth between san francisco and new york and um because half the band was out there and then uh as that was going on i was writing avalanche tunes I was writing what was to become Avalanche yep. tunes, you yep. know. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, I made the leap. Um, we got 
they got um i left the band they got a way more talented guitar player friend of ours <laughs> to like actually be add something to the band rather than just be like a dude playing power chords right um so but, but and the yeah reason, and i mean i mean head automatica had a great a great career and some great songs and i know you're really close with daryl and you have been since you were literally like in you know kids uh and I always wanted to know if it was just because you didn't feel right just playing guitar and you needed to express yourself with lyrics you were writing. Because that seems like, you know, knowing you as a person, that seems like a side of you that's really important. Is that is the expression side and the creative side? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think there was a lot of reasons why I left. I think... Um, he and I weren't seen eye to eye on some personal shit. And um, at the same time, we were both kind of like getting the feeling that it probably wasn't a good dynamic just to having Daryl, because it was Daryl's thing, just yeah. having Daryl kind of be my boss. And, um, and also kind of, you know, I'm sitting here writing these songs. I have a lot more to say. I'm kind of just the second guitar player singing backups and maybe this isn't really what my role needs to be for this moment in my life. And, um, and I remember him saying like, yeah, we're going to go on tour Thursday, I think. Mm -hmm. And Thursday is like my homies. Um, love Thursday, but I didn't think it made any sense for, Head Automatica to go on tour Thursday. Right. Um, and all these different things. I'm like remembering this shit. Like, oh, I know. <laughs> I, know. I, I know. It's kind of fun though, so when you start, you start going like <laughs> trace, retracing your steps. And I don't know, whenever I do that, it kind of makes me smile. So I hope you're enjoying it. Like, you're no, really I am. I am. Yeah. And, and I missed her. Uh, he and I aren't really as close as we used to be when we were kids. Uh, which is, you know, that happens when you get older. But like, I miss him. I love him. I miss those days too. So that little transition <laughs> yeah. of like the transition between Avalanche, um, sorry, Movie Lights and Avalanche was this small window where I had this amazing time doing Head Automatico with a bunch of great dudes. Um, you know, it's starting to just kind of start a new chapter of life and, and it led me into the Avalanche chapter, which is I'm really grateful for. No, absolutely. Well, was there was there a ever a like a time when after Head Automatica wasn't working out for you and you had these songs written that you thought about calling Brandon or the other guys and being like, "Let's get the band back together and let's continue the movie life," or had that ship sailed? Um, we none of us thought about that for a while. Um, <laughs> yeah. because, Brandon, I, I, go ahead. No, go ahead. Brandon was already working on um, Nightmare of You stuff during Movie Life. He had, I knew okay. that he he had been working with Brian from Brand New, the drummer. Um, we're all like good buds, and Brian's from my town. But Brandon and Brian had a band called Rookie Lot before Brandon joined the Movie Life, and they were working on this like new AV stuff, which ended up being like some. Nightmare stuff. Um, and originally Phil had, had, Phil was doing that with Brandon. So they were both like on their path already. And yeah, everybody was still crazy sick of each other, or maybe they were yeah. just all sick of me, um, or, or vice versa. <laughs> sure. 
uh, how bands go. Um, yeah. But it's always that thing where you don't know what you got till it's gone. And especially with yeah. the hype that record had. Like, I'll tell you a quick story. We, you know, I remember, you know, back in the day, you're in a van and there's no, you know, maybe somebody has an iPod, but I doubt it at this point. Like, the iPods are brand new. So we're listening to burn CDs mostly that we've picked up or right. or whatever. And we, we stopped by this radio station to do some, you know, I don't know, interview or whatever. And this dude at the station just gave us a bunch of CDs, like a bunch of promo CDs just to listen to in our van. We're like, this is fucking great. So I remember we had like the Morrissey new album at the time. You were the core. Oh, right. Yeah. We, yeah. Like, we listened to that one so, like so much. And then we. Great had, record. It is. And we had Four Hour Train Back to Penn. And it was a promo copy. So we just had the disc like in a case. And we were like, oh, yeah, the movie life. Yeah, yeah. Like this, this you know, to be honest. I knew some of your stuff, but wasn't super familiar with it. And we listened to that CD. Like we would listen to the CD from start to finish. It would start again, like on repeat. Cause that's just how those CD players worked. And yeah. no one in the van would say anything. We would just listen to it again all the way through, you know, on a long drive. And I, I must've listened to that record like 500, 500 times, man. Holy shit. That's and, amazing. And what was crazy was I was like, Oh, what is this band doing? And it must have been right around the time that you guys broke up because I was like, oh, shit. And then I, I didn't know when the record came out or anything. You know, it was just like a promo copy. And right. that was when I found out about your guys. Well, I knew about your guys because we actually played a show. We opened for you guys when we were a local band in Toronto. I remember that. Yes. I did. I totally remember that. It was in the cathedral, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. surprised you remember. Yeah. Dude, some of my memory is really cloudy, but there's other random shit. And I remember, like, I think I remember just because we had a really hard day yeah, getting across the border. Exactly, yeah. And uh, it was a whole thing. And I remember one of the guys in the band being like, fuck it. Like, let's just not go. This is bullshit. <laughs> and I totally felt that way at the border before. Like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to go to fucking Niagara Falls and drink beer. And, I, yeah. like, you know, like when they're giving you a hard time. Totally. Um, but I remember being like, no, like, we got to go to the show. Fucking, you know, fucking let's do it. We're a band. We got to go to the show. And so we finally got through. Yeah. And I remember watching you guys, and you guys were like already making waves in Toronto. And I remember being like, "Damn, these dudes are fucking crushing!" And then, Crazy. I mean, really, like, and then out of nowhere, it seemed for me because I had just seen you on. I mean, oh, that was the same year, right? Maybe, maybe it wasn't the same year. Oh, uh, you, sorry, you saw. You mean afterwards? When we played together at the cathedral, must have been maybe late 2002 yeah, or early 2003. Been, absolutely, it would have been 2002. I could probably pull. We we have like like meticulous records, so I could tell you the day exactly. Cool. Late 2002 sounds right. And then yeah. yeah, I remember you guys didn't have merch. Maybe your merch got confiscated or something, or you had to leave it in America. But I remember I you guys came in late. Deal. Came in late. Were you, like, you guys were you were pretty pissed. I remember. You walked up to Yeah, we had a hard were, day yeah. and they didn't let us bring our merch because it was like fucking the shirts were made in Bangladesh and there was like a, right. <laughs> a tariff <laughs> or something. It's yeah. nonsense. No, and was, then the next time you roll through they just wave you through and they don't even ask. It's like the most you know. One time we were we were going we were coming from Canada to to America in a in our van and we had just before we got to the border 
we'd run over a skunk. Like it was, it was already dead. It was just on the road, and we like ran yeah. over it. And we pull up to the border, and the the lady like you know opened her window. I was like, "What is that smell?" And we're like, "Oh, there was a skunk back there." She goes, "Oh God, just go, just go," <laughs> and we just just got right through. That's <laughs> oh, perfect. Shit, That's we what you guys do. Skunk every time. Skunk spray. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's but, either that or like pull them over. It smells like weed. Yeah. Oh, true, true that. Yeah, yeah. That's no, no. It's it's not weed. It's we just hit a skunk. That's that's what you tell yeah. the border. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of weed, this, I think the second time I met you is also kind of a funny story. We okay. were playing a show together at the downtown uh, on Long Island. Uh, uh-huh. Remember that venue? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was cool. What, what show was that? We uh-huh. were doing a CD release for like our second album. It was just like a week of shows. It was I'm the uh-huh. Avalanche. Oh, okay. And uh, this was like 2005, mm-hmm. and uh, we were like downstairs in the in the dressing room, and we were playing poker. Okay. Because that was a big thing at the time. And you we- came in the room, and you were like, I think you were like someone was looking for some weed or something, and you were like, oh, you guys playing poker? We're like, oh yeah, yeah. So you asked if you could play. Sure. So you sat down. You took all of our money. Really? Got up and was like, "Yeah, thanks." <laughs> Just left, and we were like, "Fuck this guy!" <laughs> Literally, yeah, yeah. You don't remember that? I do not remember yeah, that. That happened. <laughs> that happened. And then I was like, "Oh yeah, movie life has a gambling problem." I see. Yeah, he's got some experience. <laughs> I guess it cards. wasn't a problem that New day. York hustler. There you go. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember where we where we were before, but I guess just talking, you know, about I, I know what we can talk about. I mean, the transition b- between uh, the movie life and I'm the Avalanche. A lot of it was, you know, similar in terms of your writing songs that probably could be the movie life songs. But the biggest thing was you were stuck, handcuffed to drive through records, a label that, I mean, over the years it must must have pissed you off a lot. Um, you know, the history of drive through is pretty, <sighs> one could say that when we signed to drive through I, I would say that when we signed to drive through it gave, it kind of gave our, it kind of turned what we were doing into a career. Right. Um, and, and that. You know that's it's a big deal. When we signed the drive-through, and then we released the gambling problem EP, it was pretty incredible. Um, the profile of the band, the people that were paying attention to us when we released Forty Hour, it was a big deal. Yep. Um, we sold a lot of records. You know, they they did a lot for us. Um, in the end, you know, our relationship wasn't great. Um, and we broke up and and I wrote this I you know, I kinda of recorded this Avalanche demo and uh shopped it around a little bit and had some interest in drive through was like, you know, we're we wanna do it. We wanna put it out. So oh, I didn't I really thought, have I just assumed that you were like still under contract or something like that. Oh no, 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 I was. I was, oh, I was. Okay, okay. I was shopping it with the hopes that they didn't want it to like oh, I, right. basically with the hopes of like starting new and a different label and just kind of you know 
And I wasn't entirely sure that they wanted to work with me. Um, but they, it was, you know, I signed a contract in the movie life days that said that if I started a new band, that they had the option to pick it up and they exercise that option. So, you know, fair is fair, I suppose. Um, this was, you know, for the movie life, I'm sorry, for I'm the Avalanche to release, um, our record on drive through at that time, not sure it was the best situation because drive through was kind of on its way out. Mm -hmm. Um, those were the days, um, I mean, they didn't really release many records or any many records of note, um, in those days. And it kind of fizzled out. Um, it was kind of a different situation for drive through. They had signed this deal with Sanctuary or something like that um, for Distro and this and that. And basically, long story short, it was kind of like the label was kind of, yeah, fizzling out. Um, And so we released the record. Um, You know, I feel like... I feel like we made a great record and I feel like, um, you know, we toured hard on it. Uh, we toured with you guys on that record for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was looking it up. We played, we've played 22 shows together. Wow. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I know that we did that, um, Canadian tour. That's right. In the dead of winter. Oh yeah. That's what we like to do it. (laughs) Just make it even harder on ourselves. Just all those patches of ice on the on the uh, what's the name of that road that goes across the whole country? Oh, the Trans Canada. Oh, Trans Canada. Yeah. Um, yeah, and um, basically, we we um, we didn't release another record for six years. Right. Um, you know, we toured for a long time, and then. We all kind of were like working in the city, bartending and stuff. And we were all making money, which we did not do with the band. Right, of course. And, um, you know, it was, a lot of people will be like, you know, drive through is the reason they didn't release the record, another record for six years or blah, blah, blah. Which, uh, you know, I guess partly you could say that because we were demoing and trying to make things happen and we they weren't really moving on anything they weren't releasing they weren't saying yes go into the studio and release a record um and that is true it seems to me um, like at that point they were or at least later on before your record actually eventually came out they were defunct and like i thought that they were just saying oh no no like we're still keeping you we're still holding you even though we're not going to put out your record that was the story that's that's what that's what it kind of felt like you know that's kind of the way um that's kind of what was going on because they weren't releasing records but they also weren't releasing us yeah um and at the same time we were all like kind of happy just being in the city most of us were bartending making a lot of money and I was forging like my first kind of marriage and I don't know. I feel like that time there was like a mixture of drive through kind of holding on to us and not doing anything with us. 
Um, and at the same time, us kind of liking being home. <laughs> and we didn't know, like, and, and I, we, we kind of snapped out of that, you know. Um, after a while, we, we started pulling some strings trying to figure out how we can get out of this contract and um, how basically we can release music. Sure. Um, and in came Rob Hit. Uh, Rob Hit was on another one of my favorite drive-through bands called Midtown. Mm -hmm. He was the drummer of Midtown and also a music manager with Crush, and also had an indie label called I Surrender. And he had a good enough relationship with drive-through still to where he's like, "Listen, you know, wh what do we have to do here to get Avalanche out of this?" deal with a label that doesn't even exist anymore and i want to release their record and rob made it happen cool that's and then we we made avalanche united and that's kind of our uh you know avalanche yeah. united ended up being kind of our most beloved record yeah those first two i guess no, it's 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 just crazy. Yeah, it's, it seems like you're you have so many projects going on. Uh, I know. You do. I mean, there's like we haven't even got to you know pieced out or your new project with Sammy, which I just heard about. Very uh, exciting. You, yeah, there's a lot of stuff, and none 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 nothing's gone away. You know, you're still doing both bands. Um, obviously, they're not totally totally full time. Although you just did a full U.S. tour with the movie life. Uh, yeah, that's you know, unbelievable. I can't believe we actually did that <laughs> i'm really glad we did but yeah i mean it's but it's crazy because you're doing so many projects that it's like you're i don't know it's like you're spreading yourself very thin but then i think are you still you know working a regular job back home like you're not are you are you full-time in music now like it's i don't even know what you do on a day-to-day -day basis it seems like it's just must be so hard to, to schedule yourself um it's 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 all right, so my deal is Movie Life plays shows. I play solo shows. Avalanche plays shows. That's not really something I count on for mm -hmm. a living. But, um, yeah, I so I also work in, like, you know, here and there in publishing. Um, yeah. So, like, I signed a publishing deal a while ago for my own, you know, stuff. Um, and that helps. But um, So you do some, some writing for some other people and stuff? Yeah, co-writes and things like that, and um, and I kind of put it all together on an annual basis, and it makes me a living. Cool. Well, it's not um, easy in New York City. That's another thing people don't talk about. You, you know, you're living yeah. in New York City. You're not living in, in Dayton, Ohio, or, or uh, you know, uh, uh, Midland, Texas. That would be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd be happy living in those places. Um, me and the wife, uh, have discussed leaving, mm -hmm. but, uh, see, I, so I, I, I don't really make my money at home. I, I tour and I play shows and I do all my things. Um, basically a lot of things that I don't need to live in New York to do. Right, right. Um, but she makes her living in New York and, you know, makes sense. um, if, you know, with two people working hard and grinding and, you know, living a modest lifestyle in a fucking crazy city, <laughs> um, it can work. 
it can work, but um, but yeah, I mean, we get to the point where we want to own stuff, and that ain't gonna happen here, right? No. Um, but yeah, I mean, I live in Brooklyn, and I live in like a very um sought after neighborhood in Brooklyn. Um, awesome. But at the same time, this 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 neighborhood brings us so much joy. We love being here. There's so much to do. Um, every time we think about leaving New York, we kind of are reminded somehow of like how magical it is and how much we enjoy living here. Yeah. Um, and when our friends come to visit us, we get a lot of visitors as you could imagine. (laughs) I have some coming tomorrow. (laughs) Um, you know, we'll we'll show some friends around the neighborhood, and they're just like, "Are you fucking kidding me? This is your life?" And we're kind of like, "Yeah, I guess it is pretty cool." You know, like we yeah. keep getting reminded of how much we enjoy it. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I am a. I, it's not cut and dry. No, because I do uh, lots of different things and figure out a way to make a living doing music and it's different every year, but, um, I'm thankful for it. And at the same time, you know, it's, it's, it can be, uh, you know, I'm sure many musicians can relate. Sometimes you're like, holy shit, I have the best job ever. And, <laughs> and sometimes you're like, holy shit, what am I doing? Like, no, totally. <laughs> if you're in tech, you've been there before feeling the pain of hiring a freelancer or new employee for designer development only to find out months later that it's not a fit. And those types of mistakes aren't cheap. Instead, Mutual Mobile, a digital technology consultancy, uses the process it's developed over the past 10 years, delivering over 600 client projects to ensure your fast and beautiful mobile or web app is finished on time and within budget. Mutual Mobile has built apps for numerous companies that have been acquired, such as Eero, acquired by Amazon, FlexDrive, acquired by Lyft, and MapMyFitness, acquired by Under Armour. You get a dedicated team to help you with your tech project from start to finish, from ideation to product shipment to maintenance and everywhere in between. Mutual Mobile designs and builds beautiful mobile and web apps that increase the value of your business. If you have design or development needs, schedule a free 30-minute consultation at mutualmobile.link slash LSS to get started. That's M-U-T-U-A-L-M-O-B-I-L-E dot L-I-N-K slash L-S-S to get started with your free consultation today. I just got sent awesome new wireless earbuds from Raycon. I opened the box, opened up my phone, and literally in less than a minute, I was jamming out to my favorite tunes. What struck me right away was how well these fit, and then how amazing they sound. Definitely more bass than my other wireless headphones. But the biggest game changer is the price. The E25 earbuds they sent me start at half the price of other premium wireless earbuds on the market, have six hours of playtime, and really are super comfortable, whether it's music, conference calls, or binging this podcast. And there's no dangling wires or stems to distract other people if you're on a video call. The company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Mike Tyson, and Melissa Etheridge are just a few people obsessed with 
with Raycons. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not the other distractions from the room. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds, but before you drop hundreds of dollars on a pair, check out wireless earbuds from Raycon. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash LSS. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash LSS for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash LSS. S S totally. So, you know. so we, we talked for a second about doing this full U S run opening up for uh Bayside. Uh, oh yeah. You know, on their, um, their headliner and getting back in the van for, you know, for what was it like a six week tour or something? So, yeah. So our deal was like, we were just kind of like, it was, uh, it's actually Newfound Glory headline. Oh, sorry, Newfound Glory. Uh, of, course. of course. Of course, um, We played second of four, and then Ryan Key from yes. the Yellow Card um, opened each show. I went to the and, show, um, and I saw you there, and I still didn't even remember that. Yeah, that was where we kind of reconnected. I <laughs> yeah. was glad that we did. Of course, um, You know, we had, since we had gotten back together, like virtually all the shows that we played that weren't festivals were like headliners. And, um, and, and then we did a co-headliner with early November, which was really cool. And then, you know, we were kind of, we were pretty keen to go and try and play in front of other people's fans. Yeah. Um, and we didn't see like a way of that, like working, um, especially financially like leaving home for like six weeks like we needed we needed to make enough money to make that make that for that to make sense you know we're all grown-ass people and can't really go and get paid like peanuts to go and support so to mention just leaving i'm sure a lot of people have you know careers that not it's just easy to say like oh you know i'm taking off for six weeks be back in six weeks that's exactly too it was a challenge and uh it's something that so when this when this newfound glory thing presented itself um it was something that kind of made sense we knew that we would do well at the shows we played a lot of big rooms um the bigger on the bigger side it was like three thousand the biggest show was like four thousand people yeah wow um and then you know like Maybe the more modest shows were eight hundred to a thousand or something, which is still very you know, it's great. bigger rooms than we would play. And so, you know, they you know, they made us a really good offer and it was great. And um that selling a bunch of merch at all the shows, it all worked out pretty good. And at the same time we made a lot we really did make a lot of fans, which was a really nice feeling. Um and a new feeling, you know, we hadn't like made fans since we like, I don't know, I think the last support tour we did was in like 2002, probably. <laughs> totally. And I'm sure so many people came out because that's, you know, that's a place where you guys play shows at mostly on the East Coast, you know, but but going across the country and some of the, the places you haven't played, I'm sure a lot of people were seeing you guys for the first time. They've been waiting over, you know, 15 years to see you. Yeah, uh, aside from making new fans, we were making a lot of people happy. Yeah. And uh, younger people who had been listening to us for years who had, didn't get a chance to see us. I mean, there's a lot of people that 
got into us on the 40 hour train record yeah. and we broke up like you said myself included after yeah um so a lot of people were happy a lot of people were singing along moving up representing for the movie life which was super cool um and yeah and i mean the tour was sick the whole experience was really really good what, what a tour i mean right. it was really good yeah was yeah. it weird being back in the van like like you were 24 again with the guys that you're now like all in your late thirties, just the vibe. Well, like, does, do you revert back to, to you know childish <laughs> youth behavior? You know, like somebody farts, <laughs> put the window down. Like, yeah, I don't know. You know, just all yes. this like this kind of um, shit you I, never. I've kind of not. I've kind of not left that. Like, I've always kind of been in a van. <laughs> I love There's the been honesty. Very few- there's been very few bus tours, um, but I just mean I just mean with those the same guys again, you know. Well, yeah. Well, you know, it's a little different because it's really just me and Brandon. Oh, okay. Me and Brandon okay. are the guys. I thought Evan you know, was still was still with you guys too. No, we have Rat from the Avalanche playing drums. Evan quit the band oh, okay. like pretty soon after um, we got back together. Um, so me and Brand, it's really me and Brandon are the original guys, yep. and yes, me and Brandon have a lot of the same, same uh, some of the old joke person like <laughs> in jokes like come back and new ones form, and um, yeah, I feel. I mean, we have such a nice relationship, um, and we 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 really enjoy each other, and we enjoy. We enjoyed writing a new record together and spending more time together and kind of being a part of each other's life again. Um, Absolutely. And you guys have a tour coming up. It starts very soon. Uh, you know, you just you and Brandon, I guess, I, I assume it's just going to be kind of like a, a, a low-key evening with you guys kind of chilling with, with some acoustics playing. Uh, obviously, uh, um, sorry, obviously Movie Life songs, Avalanche songs, Nightmare View songs, some other stuff. And what, yeah, and it was just going to be great, and I would love to be able to to check it out. But it, I've never met Brandon actually, but I feel like you guys have very different personalities. Is that accurate? It's totally accurate. We are nothing alike. No, <laughs> um, he's no. We're we're really really nothing alike, but we have a really good. Now that we're adults, we have a really good. Dynamic. It's always yeah. really good conversation. It's always really the juices flow as well. When we write together, writing nice. the record was amazing. Um, recording the record was even more amazing. Um, but yeah, like we have a good kind of, uh, we have a really good respect for each other as men and as musicians. So it really goes a long way. Awesome. Uh, in life. Yeah. I love it. Well, dude, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I appreciate you you talking to me during your birthday week. Yeah, uh, right. So, so peaced out. This is a, a band that had a lot of mystery, mystery kind of with it when it was announced uh, with with you, and um, uh, you know, it's almost like a super group in a way. Uh, and I've heard the record. You've been tinkering with it for like five years, and it's finally finished. Are we going to hear this record anytime soon? Yes. So yeah, pieced out. This is the deal. Pieced out. Um, it's funny. It's like all this shit is not like normal bands are just like cool. We'll release a record every two years. We tour. We go. We do our thing. We never slack. My shit is way more slacker than that. Like <laughs> I work hard, but my shit is just I don't know. You end up putting May, out uh, more music than anyone though in the long run. 
<laughs> I, that's kind. You know what, Shane? That's kind of like you know. I'm a realist. I, I'm not like. I'm not trying to be a rock star. I like that I've had this career in music, and I still have it, and I still want to put out records. And you know, as I get older, I'm gonna have to definitely, and I've already begun, kind of like you know. I'm going to have to do more than just music, and I know that. But what's important to me is a body of work um, that I'm that I'm proud of. And um, that's kind of what I've switched my focus to. Um, so as long as my, my bills are paid and I'm making a living and I have a happy life with my wife and yeah. and all my friends and all that shit, my, my focus has kind of switched to, okay, you're getting older, dude. So, before you start slowing down, you need to go hard. <laughs> and that's my deal right now is, all right, I'm still young. I'm still feeling young. I'm still, I still got the, the, the lust to get to, to like do all this shit and put the work in and create. So, that's my whole thing. So, the, the sure. peace out, the peace out thing is the the reason it's been around for five years and uh the record and it hasn't been released the label that paid the label pay that paid for us to record our record folded and mm -hmm. didn't put the record out and then me and Choi just got busy with all this shit that we do sure of course um so we have this record that is a full length that is fucking good and still Basically, Roger and Troy were like, yo, this record's good. It's still relevant. Like, it's probably more relevant now than it was when we recorded it, as far mm -hmm. as, like, if it was ready for people's ears. Yeah. And um, so we have this... It, it's it's a wild record, man. It's, it's pretty... <sighs> it's pretty psychedelic, heavy music. Um, a lot more experimental than the EP. A lot better than the EP, um, and it's basically like this acid trip um, <laughs> of a record. Um, there's this character in the first um, in the EP that like basically takes acid and kills himself. Okay, and basically takes acid and goes to outer space, and then. And then kills himself. And I've and and it's this is all just in my head. I've never explained this to anybody. And I just say I just yell and whatever. So anyway, this character didn't need to be dead at all because I didn't ever discuss <laughs> it with anybody. And nobody knows what the song's about anyway. Okay, they do now. So I'm kind of like picturing like I was kind of like picturing this character being suspended in space for like since we released that record and um he kind of became this kind of flash gordon-y kind of dude okay. to me and so i kind of wrote this record about um not completely it's not completely a, con a concept record but there's a he's in a lot of songs and um mm. he's kind of trying to figure out a way to get home i'm picturing fear and loathing in las vegas meets gravity that's what i'm picturing right now that's not a bad. <laughs> that's not a bad start. <laughs> um, but what's it's the really good. That, what's the name of that pieced out song uh, from the EP? 
Uh, White Pyramid. White Pyramid, okay. Cool. Yeah. So when can we expect the record to drop? Uh, what label is it on? Can you can you talk about that stuff, or is it still up in the air? I don't I don't even have any answers. Okay, um, it's fine. We, we're, we don't know. I know that um, I refused to release it unless I was able to re-record lyrics for one song, re-record <laughs> vocals for one song, and I went and I did that a few months ago, and okay. now it's getting mastered, and... Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Um, we might just drop it on you one day. I hope so. Um, so let me but, ask you this, if you can talk about this or you don't mind. Uh, you know, we're this is Lead Singer Syndrome, the podcast, so we obviously have to talk about some singing. Going yeah. back and re-recording a song, was it the performance? Was it the melodies? Was it the lyrics? What was it about it that you hated so much that you had to go, go back and fix? All right, so the, I... <sighs> There was one song I had slacked on, mainly because it was the freakiest song as far as his time signature mm-hmm. and like Choi, if Choi had gone full Choi, <laughs> and it was just like a weird song, yeah. and I was burnt out on it, and I had to go home. So he had this idea, like I like went straight from Warp Tour. I was doing Warp Tour like a solo yeah, I remember set at Warp Tour yeah. each day. And um, I went straight out to California to rec- from Warp Tour to record the Peaced Out record. And um, so I kind of had a limited amount of time and I had kind of slacked off on this one song because I just was, it, it, I just couldn't get sunk into it. And um, anyhow, uh, he was like, I have this idea. We can just make this kind of this experimental s- vocal song. So basically... Long story short, we tried this thing um, that we thought sounded okay, and um, as the years went by, <laughs> like I would listen to it every once in a while, the record. It's yeah, like yeah. we made this record yeah, for sure. ourselves, and I hated it. I hate the way it was like this. The verses were just like words, various words that I said and all these different weird voices. And then, then they were cut, like they were like cut and pasted together in this weird psychedelic kind of way where the verses weren't your traditional verse. It was just more like me and all these different characters in my voice saying all these words and shit. Anyway, it's like, I like the idea. It, it wasn't, we didn't execute it well. So I went and re-recorded it at Rat's studio and just made it more straightforward. Um, but yeah, that's going to come out at some point, Good. like relatively soon. Good. Um, Good. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, can you talk about the hardcore project with Sammy? I saw you yeah, sitting in the studio with, with, uh, with him. For those of uh, people who don't know, I'm talking about Sammy, who you know is a hardcore legend, played drums in Gorilla Biscuits, Youth of Today, Civ, Quicksand. Uh, he's, I mean, he's kind of like a man about about town these days, right? He's he's doing all kinds of stuff. Sammy has done a lot. Um, you know, yeah, Youth of Today, Judge, oh, yeah, Civ. Sure. Those are all huge bands for me. Um, and we like grew up, we, you know, we grew up on Long Island, um, getting into all the old Revelation records and all that stuff. And we always looked up to Sammy. Um, Sammy was always the guy in the, in, he was literally, it seemed to be in every band and in all the layouts of all the classic records that Mm -hmm. we would all like, you know, 
listen to and read all the you know read all the liner notes and he was always this little kid in all these pictures like you know he was he was i just got off the phone with him because we're trying to figure out like what we want to do about artwork and stuff like that yeah he was telling me that he was in chicago and that he was going to see gorilla biscuits and i was like what is your deal with gorilla biscuits because he wasn't like the drummer of gorilla biscuits but he he's like i was the first i was in Gorilla Biscuits in the beginning, but then he was kicked out because he wasn't good enough. Because he wasn't, he wasn't the drummer that he is today. I mean, right. he was. I go, when was that? He's like, you know, like 1985, <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> he was like 10 or 11, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And um, so anyway, like Sammy, the way that we got involved with like the way that I became friends with Sammy is because he ended up playing in Glassjaw um on the first record and he was in he was Glassjaw's drummer and we were all like holy shit you got fucking Sammy we were all like freaked out about the fact that Sammy <laughs> the legend was playing yeah. in Glassjaw yeah and um anyway like uh Evan from Movie Life couldn't do a UK tour so we were like uh, Sammy wanted to do a tour and he actually played <laughs> drums in movie life for like three weeks I didn't in the know UK. That. That's amazing. Cool. Yeah, it was cool. And um, I remember losing my voice and Sammy, um, uh, he's like, sees that I'm all down in the back lounge of the oh, bus and he's just like, dude, yeah, it's the worst. And he's just like, dude, come on. He like basically like picked me up by the scruff of my neck and was like, "We're going to a Turkish bathhouse right now." <laughs> and he brought <laughs> me, and, so I'm sitting there with like a, a fucking you know one of my hardcore heroes in like a Turkish bathhouse in Birmingham, England, like sw getting getting some moisture into my vocal cords and shit. Anyway, so Sammy um, played drums in Nightmare of You uh, as well, wow. so. When I and the Avalanche and Nightmare of You did some shows together early this year, um, which was really cool, and uh, Sammy comes over to me uh, after the Avalanche sound check, and he's like, "Dude, your, you know, your voice is so cool. It's like it's got this melody thing, but it's got like the perfect amount of like dirtiness to it, and it's just." Fun. I go, "Cool, man. Let's start a band," <laughs> and he's just like. You know, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever, you know. <laughs> and then uh, maybe like three months later, he's like, I wrote a bunch of hardcore songs. I need a singer. It's like melodic, positive, hardcore. I'm like, I'm fucking in. He's like, you think you're interested? I'm like, I'm not interested. I'm in the band. <laughs> I'm in. Don't call anyone else. I'm in. Yeah, I'm like, he's like, you think you could do something with these songs? He sent me these songs. I didn't even listen to them. Like, and I was like, yes, I can definitely do something with these songs. Cause I knew I could, I knew what he yeah. described to me. Like I knew that I was gonna, it was my wheelhouse. So I listened to the songs, um, had a lot of fun with it. There were five songs that he sent me, um, that he had recorded like this, Basically, it's a seven-inch kind of EP situation, mm -hmm. and um, I chose three of the songs, 
and wrote for a while and recorded uh, vocals over already existing like finished product for the music yeah. that he yeah. had. Uh, he had one of the guys from Strife play guitar. Yeah, he nice. had um, he had Alex from bass player of Chain of Strength and Inside Out yeah. play bass, which just makes it even cooler to me for totally. me to sing over. Totally. Um, both of those guys did a cool job, a really good job. And uh, but you know, um, the way that I think it's going to work uh, as we're moving forward, I think. Um, I'm under the impression that, you know, Sammy and I are going to be like the band. I'm not sure who's going to play with us or anything, right. but, um, sure, of course. what Very I do cool. know, yeah, what I do know is, um, we're, we're going to pursue it and, um, release properly release a seven inch and play shows and have fun. And, and, uh, this shit's really good. I'm like really proud of the way it came out. You know, all these years being a hardcore kid, growing up as a hardcore kid, um, I was never really in a hardcore band. Right. And, um, this is kind of my first, in a traditional sense, my first kind of actual hardcore band. And it's with Sammy Siegler, <laughs> which Amazing. is really cool. Not just to the 13-year-old me or the 18-year-old <laughs> me, but the 39-year-old me thinks it's pretty cool, too. I, I think it's very cool as well. Uh, dude, well, thank you, man, so much. Uh, what else what, what else do you have coming up? Oh, oh, another thing I wanted to ask you, actually. Sorry. Um, these handwritten, handwritten lyric sheets you're doing, I think, is really, really cool. Oh, you're cool. doing that for your fans. Also, obviously, put some money in your pocket, but... When you write out these old lyrics, like I'm sure somebody come comes to you with some like deep cuts. Yes. And you, like, do you remember the songs? Do you have to Google the lyrics? And and when you're writing them, it must, it, you said early in the, in this in this conversation that you can remember where you were when you wrote all the songs. Yeah. This, so man. it must be cathartic to you to uh, you know do this and and remember back and reflect back on all this stuff. It, dude. Totally. You I've, got, I've you done a little the, bit of it you, too, and, and I, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, isn't it cool? Like, uh, it was a really wild experience. So, you know, so I'm sitting there, my wife's on the couch. I'm in 2018, in my 2018 life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. And I, so, okay, so the way I do it is. There's a little like, like, there's like a high counter that separates our living room from our kitchen. And it's just this perfect perch. I, did, I don't want to sit down and bend, like, like, basically don't want to sit down and bend over and write. Yeah. Like, I found it easier to stand while I do this. And I like, and there's just a high level counter that I can do it on where I'm not like, ending down to do it because I filled a lot of orders and <laughs> I kind of figured out the best way to do it, which is standing and doing it here. So I'm staring into my living room. I like to put the, the, the Netflix um, fireplace, fireplace that's on Netflix, <laughs> yes, like the holiday yes, fireplace. I yes, I know it. I like to put that. I like to put the, the, I like I, I like burning I like when it's burning the birch logs. Okay, and uh, I like how specific you are. And you I can't have anything right. on. I can't have anything on. Like, 
<sighs> because as you know that you've done this, if you fuck up, you have to start over. So like if you, you know, if you screw up, which we do, probably a lot more than we would have when we were kids because at least we, and when we were in school, we would write a lot, you know, oh, yeah. we would when use a pen and anymore? paper. Yeah, right. Exactly. So like, yeah, so that's the, that's the thing. So I have to have it be quiet and I can't have any music on. So it's completely silent the entire time I do this shit because it's distracting to me. And if I mess it up, I freak out. <laughs> um, and I have like a pile of like 150 of them that I screwed up. But um, yeah, so I'm like in this zone of like this year and like my mindset as like this dude who's, you know, in 2018 with my different way, a totally different person. And um some of the song, like I, th- I feel like some of those people like purposely requested the deepest cuts, and and those songs I definitely had to look up the lyrics to. Yeah, some of which were not on the internet. Period. Well, and if you find them, they're wrong too. Exactly, you, you can be misled. You, yes. you. <sighs> so yeah, that stuff like the lyrics genius or whatever that kind of thing they don't have all the that's like a wikipedia people just put shit on there you know what i mean um so yeah i would have to go back and listen sometimes i would have to find the song on youtube because it's not on spotify um and listen and like transcribe all these fucking things wow (laughs) dude but yeah like the taking taking it back to like some crazy eras of my life and remembering what I wrote this shit about and like it's crazy and some of this stuff some of these songs have like barely any lyrics it, like <laughs> I'll repeat the same verse and then the chorus is like one line so I'm sitting there like writing really big <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> but it's been an amazing experience it kind of like it kind of made me it kind of made me like really fall in love with like fall in love all over again and deeply appreciate the people who, you know, the people that are like the diehard supporters of like uh, the music that I've done throughout my life. And, you know, especially the lyrics that they've connected to. Um, And a lot of the people would include the reason why they, they're ordering that song. And it was all very meaningful. Um, and uh, just one more tidbit that I thought was really funny sure. was, see, I don't connect the orders. Once I'm done with an order, I, I pack it. I'm done for the day, whatever. I had, and, and I don't, you know, people have the same last names. I don't think yeah. about it because yeah. I'm like, I'm like too busy trying to make sure I'm not screw, screwing up lyrics and that i'm getting all the packing and shipping done correctly you know what i mean so i had a message from a girl like a month ago from like the last batch that i did and she had really specific instructions that i did not want to like accommodate whatsoever like she wanted different sizes because of this and because of that like, like different can you, sizes can, of paper? 
Yeah. Oh, like for a frame or something? Okay. Yeah, like I, there's this there's this place in my sister's house oh, where wow. she has all these little things and blah blah blah. And then, but I also want one for myself in like a regular size and all this shit. So I'm like, God, this girl's driving me crazy. But um, I want to make people happy. And so anyway, she sends a picture of like her and her sister ordered the same exact songs for themselves and for each other. But the one, but the one sister ordered them like in the mini versions of them. (laughs) So this girl, so this girl like sends me a picture. She's, She's like, all right. So I sent my sister the same exact one that she sent me and we both bought them for ourselves and so now I have this regular version that she sent me and the mini version and the mini version that she sent me and the regular version that I sent myself. And there was like multiple times where people sent me pictures being like, oh, my God, my friend who I bought this for also bought this for me. Oh, and it wow. was the same song because it was the song that we were rocking to in high school. We were driving around and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So I got all these really cool stories and it kind of brought me closer to, you know, the people that, the people that really do, you know, well, support the, peop- you. Support the people that support us, you know, yeah. you know, you have those same people. I bet you can, uh, yes. I bet you can picture those same people, like just the people that you, they're kind of part of your family now. They've been with you forever. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and special. That's right, man. Well, that's cool. Thanks for that story and everything. And, and I don't know if you're doing currently doing them, but I know you do batches from time to time. So people can follow you on Instagram. It's uh, Vinny Caruana, which uh, if you can't spell it, Google it. It'll find it. It'll find it. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back um, relatively soon. Just right so because a lot of people tend to um, get them as gifts for other people, and so I'll try and do some for the holidays. Yeah, it makes sense. Dude, uh, well, thank you, man. Anything else to add before I let you go? Oh, man. Um, just It's great to talk to you. You too. And uh, I know we caught up a little bit when we were in uh, Toronto. But, yeah, I'm working hard, man. Uh, you know, more Avalanche music, more movie live shows, more Peaced Out music, the Sammy Project. Um, I'm writing a solo record. I'm recording it over the winter. Like I said, I'm just trying to keep... Just trying to do more before I do less. That's so, right. Strive to be a better man, friend, husband, son. Drink less, read more, and pet more dogs. Exactly. That's, what you That's it. There you go. That's my year. Well, dude, happy birthday! Uh, yeah, it's a big year. It's a big year, and uh, you, you got to get it all in before you turn forty, right? Is that a thing? That That's right. And then when <laughs> I turn forty, I'm just gonna do a ton more. Yeah, or just pretend you're thirty nine forever. I, I know. I think I've been pretending I'm twenty five for like the last. <laughs> Vin, thanks so much, man. All right, thank you, brother. Good to talk to you. Bye. Cheers. So there it is with Vinny. This was just a great conversation. I just enjoyed it so much. Thank you for tuning in. Next week, we got another great one as well. So make sure you're subscribed. Whatever you're listening to this on, just go find the subscribe button, hit it, do that. Again, if you like the show, Feel free to write a review on iTunes. Tell a friend. Tell a loved one. Also, I'm going to hit you up with this right now. 
the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. This is what keeps the show going, okay? I'm 140, did I say 148, 147? I don't know what we're at. I'm that many episodes in, and it would not have been going this long without my amazing sinners. That's what I call the members of my club. We're 280-something strong. It's a great community. We're all friends. We have hangouts all over the world. We have members everywhere from Singapore to Sweden to the UK to Canada to Costa Rica and, of course, many, many in the United States. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful community. And by pledging per month, $6 is the minimum or $9 is kind of the, you know what most people do. And basically, that gets you in. That helps me promote this show, keeps this show going, keeps this show growing. And of course, I got lots of perks. The biggest one is you get lots of bonus content, bonus episodes every month. I do a Q&A every month as well where I get on Facebook Live, answer a bunch of your questions. I play some tunes sometimes. And of course, we have we have other things like merchandise, which is only available to members, uh, patches sent to your house every three months. And I mean, just this community of like-minded individuals that are not just fans of this show, but fans of music and the lifestyle and everything else. So all I ask is you check it out because without this, the podcast really wouldn't wouldn't continue. I mean, it wouldn't. And don't worry, the show will always be free, but this is what helps keep it going. So the link is leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access and... Uh, that's it. I'll, I'll say it again in case you didn't catch that. Weedsingersyndrome.com slash all access. $6 a month gets you in. And again, it is what keeps the lights on around here. So shout out to all my sinners worldwide. I love you guys. All right. Hey, we got to play some music. And oh my God, it's so difficult because Vinny has such a great catalog. But I think I got to go with Kelly's song. It's a, It's not a single from this record. I mean, like we talked about, the band broke up like seven months after this record came out. But it is a song that I think has resonated and Vinny would agree with me. So here it is, Kelly's song by The Movie Life on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. I'll see you next time. Kelly cries The makeup runs from her eyes And spills the truth About how she feels inside 